time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the power vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of health care each and every day. That's the fact, yeah. Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, there's no shortage of places to pick up a salad, a sandwich, a wrap on 45th Street to west of 5th Avenue in New York. But there's only one place, Free Foods, that is all organic, a takeout kitchen. And, of course, a son of the times with Americans getting the message that the source of your food does matter. It's our Men's Health Focus feature each and every week during this time. We have a well-known researcher and journalist, Bill Sardi, joining us today to talk about male longevity. We don't fare so well in this country, so what do we need to do for men to live longer and, more importantly, live healthier? We invite your questions for journalist Bill Sardi joining us today. Our Men's Health Focus at 1-800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. It's a topic about which we have been talking about quite some time. And with today's Journal of the American Medical Association, talking about juvenile type 1 diabetes and the essential fatty acids, the omega-3 fatty acids. Oh, yes, you heard right. Most of us would not have thought, even a few short years ago, we would have seen this type of nutritional research. Thanks to the University of Colorado at Denver, they studied children over a 12-year period who were deemed at high risk for type 1 diabetes because of either genetic test or a sibling or parent with type 1 diabetes. Interestingly, these university researchers not only uh, collected data uh, about uh, islet autoimmunity, in other words, they're testing their blood once a year to uh, test for the development of antibodies made by the immune system that might attack those insulin-producing cells in the pancreas leading um, to type 1 diabetes. These antibodies, a strong predictor of type 1 diabetes, and they took a look at the types and uh, amounts of certain foods in their diet. They found that the children most at risk of type 1 diabetes, autoimmune diabetes, who ate a lot of foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids. What are those? Cold water fish, nuts, sea vegetables, were 55% less likely to have pancreatic islet autoimmunity. The first study to show this, that the omega-3 fatty acids, not just the kind that are found in fish, they're found in other foods as well make a difference that the children with the omega-3 fatty acids in their blood cell membranes had a decreased risk of having islet autoimmunity by almost 40%. So they're not even testing optimal amounts of the omega-3 fatty acids. They're just commenting on children who were getting more of the omega-3 fatty acids from fish, from flax, from walnuts to soy, 
in their diet than children not. And thanks to researchers like uh, Dr. Andrew Stoll, Dr. Carol Walk at Harvard, who now recognize that 90% of Americans, 90% of Americans, fatty acid deficient. Just amazing that we now connect the dots between the omega-3 fatty acids helping to protect against type 1 diabetes. It's all about modulating the immune system to help protect against autoimmunity. Interesting indeed. Well, we have talked for years about the groundbreaking work of Dr. Broda Barnes. In fact, there's a Broda Barnes Foundation now to carry on his work about poor functioning thyroid and how it connects to literally just about every bodily function. In fact, just recently, um, uh, a well-known endocrinologist in conventional medicine commented that thyroid hormones are literally found in every tissue of the body. Well, thanks to some researchers at Oregon State um, um, Health and Science University out of Portland who published their research in the current journal Stroke, they found novel derivatives of thyroxine a thyroid hormone, including iodothyronidamine, induce transient low blood temperature. Remember, if you have low-functioning thyroid, you're you're more likely to have a low body temperature, and marked neuroprotection against stroke injury. They found that derivatives of thyroid proteins, thyroid hormones, protect in this case, laboratory animals against stroke. And, of course, when it comes to helping people recover from stroke, we often find that optimizing their hormonal balance is key. You can do things like optimize oxygen. Hyperbaric oxygen therapies do that. You can do things like optimize blood flow. Uh, agents um, like some of the vasodilating drugs of cayenne do that as well. But we also find balancing hormones makes a difference as well. And now published in the journal Stroke, thyroxine derivatives. We're talking about derivatives from the thyroid protect against stroke damage. Interesting indeed. Well, it's the National Committee for Quality Assurance with a report card out just this week that the quality of health care in this country is steadily improving. Oh, yes, we have many areas where we could do far better, but it is an upward trend. More patients getting the recommended treatment. Of course, it remains a topic of discussion whether or not the recommended treatment is the best that's, is the best one for you. It's not that one size fits all mentality. You not only want the treatments that are science based, you want a technician, a clinician, a practitioner to make sure that it's not just a, a you know, a protocol, just a cookbook. It's what's best for you that whether it's beta blocker treatment for heart attack patients, cholesterol management, and we all know the real fallacy in that, controlling high blood pressure, again, fallacy in that, improving blood sugar uh, control among diabetics, again, fallacy in that, saving the lives of many Americans, but to make sure it's right for you, working with a practitioner who recognizes your individual needs. But 
And this is a big but because it weighs heavily not only on your medical care and your quality of life, but your pocketbook as well, that costs are skyrocketing. That if we take a look at treating heart attacks, treating cholesterol, treating high blood pressure, treating high blood sugar, quality is improving. But it costs too much. We do not have the mindset in this country of cost-effective care. There are great models. The National Health Service out of Great Britain, um, socialized medicine out of Canada, many of the socialized healthcare systems out of Europe, great models for cost-effective care because that's not where our mindset is. We're the nation of extremes. We're the nation of baby boomer mentality. If a little is good, a lot is better, and a whole lot is best of all. So why it's admirable that our quality is improving, we also need to take a look at cost-effective care because there is a balance. And amazing studies in the recent years have certainly told the tale to us that even if you take a look at infants born prematurely, and they often spend the first days, weeks, months, even years of their life in neonative intensive care units, just valiant efforts to save the lives of babies born all too soon and all too tiny and all too underdeveloped, that more medicine is not necessarily better medicine. Go back to January 2007, pick up an issue of Business Week, and read just an eye-opening editorial that we have a misconception in this country. To think that more money equals more medicine equals better care. The dots don't connect. We don't have a mentality of cost-effective care. What's interesting focus in a recent issue of Time magazine, just how fresh is your air freshener? With an amazing incidence that 75% of U.S. households either use a plug-in, a spray, a standalone liquid, or a gel air freshener. The air freshener market in this country has doubled to $1.72 billion. And with 12 out of 14 air fresheners off the local Walgreens shelf containing phthalates, not so good for your health. Not so good for your health. It's our men's health focus researcher and journalist Bill Sardi joining us today. How do we help men live longer and live better? Right here on Healthy Talk Radio. And now, the Men's Health Hour with Dr. Julian Whitaker, sponsored by Longevinex, the most advanced resveratrol pill for your good health. Well, sitting in today for... Uh, our America's Wellness Doctor, Judy Whitaker, M.D., is a well-known researcher and journalist uh, because our men's health focus today focuses on the fact that we recently had a report card. Americans living longer, guys living longer than ever before, but a lot of work to do. We rank 42nd in the world. So what are the factors that affect Longevity, how long guys live in this country, how well they live, and more importantly, what does the literature say that we can do to optimize that, to, to best that report card? 
Joining us today is a well-known researcher and journalist. If you haven't had the opportunity to read some of his books, go to his website. Just one of the most brilliant minds in researching what's in the conventional nutritional lifestyle medical literature, pulling it out, putting it in a fashion that we can all uh, understand. In fact, he just has an amazing book out. We'll be talking about in an upcoming segment. You don't have to be afraid of cancer anymore. Journalist Bill Sardi joining us today. Bill, hello and welcome. Good morning, and I often used to wonder, what does make us get old? Is there a clock in the body that tells the rest of the body to get old? What is it that is in there? Of course, I was just a young man when I asked that question, and I wondered, why doesn't anybody ask that question? Why do we get old? Well, the answer, we'll try and give it to you in the next few minutes, both for men and women, but it, it occurs obviously sooner for men because they simply live five to eight years uh, less than women do. So there's something going on in men that accelerates their aging. And, of course, uh, we have a theory about this at the Longevinex website, so everybody knows I played a role in developing that product. But the, uh, uh, the question is, why do we get old? Mm-hmm. What's in there in our body that tells us? And they think there's different aging clocks or ways we can measure aging in the body. Uh, Inside all the cells of our body, there's something called the mitochondria that makes energy in the cells. And the mitochondrial theory of aging. Another one is the antioxidant theory of aging. Mm -hmm. We just don't have as many antioxidants as we get older, and therefore the free radicals take over and cause aging. But, But why? And why don't we really age for the first 18 years of our life? And it turns out that the first 18 birthdays we've got, we're not aging, we're just having birthdays. And when you look at the cells in the human body, and you look at them under a microscope, an 18-year-old cell and a 1-year-old cell look exactly the same. There's no aging. And so, but... After age 18, when full growth is achieved in the human body, something occurs. And in that third decade of life, in your 20s, you begin to see the accumulation of cellular debris, we'll call it garbage deposits, called lipofuscin. And why do they show up in that decade? Well, in the first 18 years of life, we're growing, and all the calcium in our body needs to go to make bones, and all the iron that we receive in our body goes to make red blood cells through hemoglobin. Okay. So you can't iron overload and you can't calcium overload okay. in the first 18 years of life, but as you, as growth stops, mm-hmm. you get a little bit too much calcium, a little bit too much iron, and that rusts out and calcifies the mitochondria, and another little thing in living cells called the lysosomes that clean up the cells, make enzymes to clean up the cellular debris. And therefore, beginning in our 20s, we have the progressive accumulation of something called lipofuscin, and that is the precursor of all the aging and then the disease that later follows in life. So this is the explanation that we give. You can find it, the uh, Unified Theory of Aging, at the Longevinex website, longevinex.com, L-O-N-G-E-V-I-N-E-X.com, for all you curious folks. But it certainly does give us an explanation about the three uh, stages or speeds of human aging. The first speed, 
or year that we're in mm-hmm. is the first 18 years, we, there's essentially just birthdays, no aging. Right. The second one is from age 18 out to about age 75 or so. Progressive accumulation of those minerals and a 40-year-old man, Deborah, will have about twice as much iron and calcium as a 40-year-old female. Women have they donate the calcium to their babies. They have estrogen that keeps the calcium in their bones. They menstruate and and uh, lose iron every month to the point of being a little bit anemic, cold, tired, pale, weak. And they live longer because they don't have the iron overload. So men will have twice as much iron in middle age and twice as much diabetes, heart disease, rates of cancer, and infections, bacteria, viruses, and funguses all feeding off of iron. So now we have a definition of aging. And what happens at age 75? There's a third speed of aging. Okay. Aging actually, the rate of aging actually declines after about age 75. Why? Because the body has reached what they call a steady state of these minerals. It's like filling up the barrel. It can't be filled with any more of the calcium and the iron. And this is why we say the cholesterol theory of heart disease is wrong. It's the calcium theory of heart uh, heart disease. But you are confirming that mindset. You know, first we think we're invincible. <laughs> then we're we're busy with with other endeavors, of, you know, uh, relationship, business wise. And then finally, we we hear if we make it till age seventy five, you know, we, we we've overcome uh, some of the the the, the really you know, telling years, and then can can really sit back and kind of enjoy it, Bill. We can, and you, if you can reach uh, a stage where you can control these minerals, they're not accumulating more. Then you can cruise on into 80s and 90s and a plus. And of course, we're we're shooting for uh, the optimal, which they think is about 120 years of healthy living. The question is. Are you going to be senile or are you, are you going to enjoy these years mm-hmm. in your 80s and 90s? One out of four 80-year-olds is in a nursing home uh, wow. and uh, so on. So you have this, this uh, problem of Americans living longer. Can they live better in those years? We think so. We just Longevitix just conducted a study for all of you who have been following this resveratrol uh, story. And uh, Longevinex has these ingredients in it, rice bran to control the iron and the calcium, and Longevinex to control copper and and to switch genes in a certain way. And they showed that resveratrol, this red wine molecule, helps uh, all manner of life live longer from yeast cells to fruit flies, roundworms, fish, and mice. And now we just conducted a study at the University of Wisconsin, and they took mice and put them on what essentially is called a rotor rod test. It's a log rolling contest for mice to see how long they can stay up on there. Mm-hmm. And the, the the old female mice right. that ran through this little contest, how many seconds can they stay on the log rolling contest? Well, calorie restricted mice, resveratrol is a molecular mimic of calorie restriction. Right didn't do very well, and then the mice on resveratrol did better, and then the mice on Longevinex did even better than that. So we've now proven for the first time that something is actually better than resveratrol itself. We've been saying this for quite some time, 
and we believe it's because of the mineral chelating properties of longevinix. And we believe they're unique and of course we're trying to show everyone that aging is caused by the accumulation primarily of the two major minerals in your body, which is calcium and iron. So nothing wrong with these. You need them for life. You need iron for hemoglobin, calcium for your bones. Sure. You accumulate these and the arteries get hard. I'm often uh, can, oh well, perplexed as to how we ever accepted the cholesterol theory of heart disease, Deborah, because, <laughs> you know, sure. cholesterol is a wax. How does a wax harden your arteries? It doesn't. Phil, hold that thought. We don't want to miss a minute. It's our men's health focus. How do we help guys live longer and live better? Journalist Bill Sardi joining us today. We invite you to join us on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may be eye-opening, controversial, and disturbing to some, but it is all well-documented and presented by credentialed guests as well as our knowledgeable host. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Our men's health focus, Bill Sardi, joining us today, the author of books like How to Live 100 Years Without Growing Old, The Iron Time Bomb, here to talk with us about male longevity. While we're doing somewhat better, we (laughs) could do much better in the worldwide scene when it comes to living long and living well. And we were talking about um, some of those aspects of actually mimicking calorie restriction uh, because certainly to guys in particular, uh, vitality is all about that mindset. And I was interested recently, Bill, to read some of the latest anti-aging research that no marker... Nothing that we can measure from a diagnostic, from a blood study, from a scan, um, really matters other than the mindset. It's, it's, it's all about how old we feel. And for guys in particular, that vitality makes a difference in terms of active aging, Bill. Your insight, please. You're going to make a big difference in your life if you, uh, you know, when we're dealing with things like living longer, when we started marketing Longevinix, we found out a lot of people didn't believe it was true that you could live longer and healthier. Or if you could live longer, all they could dream in their mind was more years of senility, wheelchairs, etc., more dependence upon others. They didn't see the real big story that this is now possible to live with your brain intact with your motor function and and all of that intact, your central nervous system. All of this is critically important. Obviously, we want quality of life with quantity of life, and so the story didn't get through to most Americans. And when they heard this, there was an AARP uh, study done where they informed people in the AARP magazine about... uh, the prospect of an anti-aging pill. And 90% of the people who participated in an online poll, these were senior Americans, said they wouldn't take such a pill because they thought it would just cause more years hmm. of being in a debilitated state. So the mindset sure. of this is defeating our possibility of taking advantage of it. And, and of course, that's been a stymieing block for us as we began to market this pill called Longevinex. It was widely heralded uh, by Harvard researchers because 
it came out in the news media. That was the pill they were taking. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, everybody was curious, why did they start already? Was there enough information? Was it safe to take? All of those questions, of course, eventually answered. But the... uh, the idea that Americans are sitting and waiting on a discovery that's so fantastic and every life form that this has been tested in, the resveratrol molecule, why the life form has lived far longer. It doesn't matter what life form it is. So we're going to have a little trouble with people, humans, because we'd need a study to last about 99 years or so. So that's implausible. So we're going to have to... Uh, use markers and use other uh, tests with animals to see, and that's why we're looking at all this. But the remarkable part that uh, I just announced here, uh, little mice, laboratory mice, female mice, older age, and they maintain their balance and coordination uh, uh, better than mice that were calorie-restricted or even better than mice that were given resveratrol when they were given the same ingredients you find in longevinix, this dietary supplement that we talk about that I helped develop. So I think the prospect in the future is is that humans are going to perform better, Mm -hmm. are going to keep their brain, their memory intact, and going to have uh, a better life overall in their later years, but they're going to have to pay attention to it. And we pay attention to the accumulation of minerals, iron, and and copper is in there, heavy metals, and and calcium, Deborah, did you see bulletin this weekend? Yes, of, yes, New Zealand. Uh, Australia, right. the women taking calcium right. supplements, forty mm-hmm. percent increased risk of a heart attack. Right. We we keep mentioning this. Calcium's not bad for you, but the accumulation is trouble, right. and it can mean trouble in your arteries and your brain, and lots of places. So we've got a lot to learn here, and a lot of reorienting of the public. Because they've been taught this whole idea that a healthy cholesterol number sure. rather than a low sure. calcium number is health. <laughs> sure. How low can we go? And, of course, when it comes to calcium, if a little bit is good, a lot is better and a whole lot is best of all. But but even iron, I find I you'll get a lot more email, a lot more you know consumer inquiry, and even in things like hemochromatosis these days, Bill. Well, hemochromatosis is the iron overload disorder, and by that time you have thousands, maybe 10,000 milligrams of excess iron stored in your body. It'll be stored in your brain, particularly your liver and other places. You'll have elevated liver enzymes. Even in true hemochromatosis, you'll have dark skin, and it looks like you're suntanned all the time because the body is so overloaded it had to store it in your skin, so you look like you have a suntan Mm -hmm. all the time. And you're going to have all kinds of diseases and problems and tumors and things. Uh, chelating it back out, Dr. Francesco Faccini of Europe has shown that if you bloodlet men or women that are iron overloaded, women begin to iron and calcium overload as menopause sets in. No more menstruation, no more uh, estrogen to hold the calcium in their bones. And so with these changes, these things occur, and then diabetes and uh, uh, obesity begins to occur. And Dr. Ficini showed if you bloodlet mm-hmm. a man, right. that is to take the iron levels down, mm-hmm. that you would then uh, cure their insulin resistance, diabetes, and obesity. We're going to talk about that 
a little more in the new year, in 2008, when we get more research done on this, because Dr. Puccini is conducting studies with Longevinix and the diabetes epidemic, and we'll have news about that in the new year. But it is interesting to see researchers at McGill University in Toronto were trying to find out why the brain ages, and they calorie-restricted mice and looked at their brain, right. and the aging was less than uh, animals on an ad libitum or just a regular diet. But then they took the comparison of animals and their aging with calorie restriction and ad libitum diet was only a small advantage to the calorie-restricted animals. Now, we, you hear a lot about calorie restriction, sure, very well, which sir. reverses aging right. and so on. Right. But when they took calorie-restricted animals and gave them a calorie-restricted diet with the minerals added back, the calcium and the iron, mm-hmm. the aging in the brain accelerated tremendously. Wow. It wasn't just the calories. It was the minerals that did this. And, and, of course, calcification and rusting, they don't sound like good things to happen in our body. They aren't. <laughs> Much less your brain, yes. <laughs> and the good news is you can reverse all this. Dr. Facini in Europe showing that you can use the rice bran extract that's in Longevinex, uh, resveratrol is a copper chelator, another. You've got about 200 milligrams of copper in your body. As you get older, you've got four or 5,000 milligrams of excess iron in your body from age 40 on. Interesting. interesting. What are we going to do about it? Well, every day, a little bit of resveratrol, rice bran uh-huh. extract, quercetin, these are all the ingredients in Longevinix, and you slowly chelate away, remove, and bind up those excess minerals so they're not going to cause premature aging of your brain. That's what you really want to protect because sure. it needs to be the sure. first organ to go. Well, and, ter- ter- and so on. Terry has a question for you, Bill. Hello and welcome, Terry. You're on the air with Bill Sardi. Yeah, um, I've been taking your product and it comes in that package and I cut it up and I put it in my packets with my other vitamins and put it in the refrigerator. Does that affect it at all? No, that's fine. They, they actually, in the laboratory, in order to preserve resveratrol, it's a temperamental molecule and it has to be preserved specially, so they do store it at minus 20 degrees temperature in the laboratory, so I think you're fine. Okay, and, and I do notice, uh, maybe it's, it's I'm imagining, but I do seem to have more energy, if that could be. Most people do claim they have more energy, certainly for a postmenopausal female and, and for men and middle age and on, because they one, don't re- uh-huh. realize the the fatigue has set in as they become iron overloaded. So certainly we hear this a lot. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much. Good You're question, welcome. Terry. Thank you for joining us today. An open phone line to invite you to join us so with Bill Sardi joining us today at 1-800-307-3002. And for people listening who don't have the opportunity to call in, Bill, you mentioned a website. Is there a phone number for people not webified who want more information as well? 866-405-4000, 866-405-4000. And I do take personal calls, so when you call that number, they'll forward you on to my phone number. If you have further questions that you would like answered, and I try to remain accessible to anyone who does have specific questions. And there's a lot of them. Does this does Longevinix uh, disagree with medicines I take and other questions that people want answered? So it's important that we do remain accessible to the public. 
But many people want to hear from, from people who have that first-hand experience. Tell us about uh, some of that collection of those first-hand experiences at uh, resveritrolusers.com, Bill. Resveritrolusers.com uh, is, the, of course, a website <clears throat> created by a gentleman who takes longevity. And, and, of course, he just wanted to get to the truth about uh, resveratrol. And, of course, a lot of the supplements are highly variable quality and so on. And it's a place for consumers to log in their experiences, how they feel, uh, which are the best brands, those kind of things. So they started this uh, website, kind of an independent thing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting today in the Internet how people kind of have their own take on things. So it's fun. Let the consumer rule in these cases. And, of course, it's been quite interesting to just record all of the reports from people about taking uh, this wonderful molecule called resveratrol in the longevity pill. And I can remember when we first started on the first day that we sold longevinix, a man from a oh, 70-year-old man had called. He had uh, ordered 100 boxes and he had had a heart attack. He had refused uh, angioplasty he was exercising, developed angina. This was a fellow that was smoking and taking dietary supplements. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gave up the cigarettes and couldn't get rid of the angina. Took Longevinex. The angina went away. His blood pressure was that of a 10-year-old. His uh, triglycerides, uh, blood sugar uh, were unbelievably just around 100. It's a uh, unbelievable numbers. His uh, HDL good cholesterol rose to 94 on six successive blue uh, blood tests, which is incredibly high, a protective uh, cholesterol. And, of course, he had other things happen to him as he began to take Longevinix. He had a, a toenail fungus that disappeared, a long-standing one. Well, resveratrol is an antifungal agent on the grapevine, and he had... Uh, uh, developed uh, as older men do. Uh, he was running to the bathroom three or four times a night in the middle of the night because of his prostate problems. That disappeared. He was able to sleep through the night. And more remarkably, he had become depressed after he had his heart attack. This happens to a lot of men. He took a little herb, St. John's wort, which uh, is a little natural antidepressant. But in the sun in Hawaii... St. John's work is a uh, photosensitizing agent, and he, be, he got a lot of skin cancers. Mm. And uh, as he began to take Longevinex, he cut the capsules open and mixed it with red wine and uh, coconut oil and rubbed it all over his skin and his scalp and sent us pictures. His skin cancers completely crested up and disappeared, and even his white hair and his old age turned back to Aryan Blonde. He's a German man. Uh, an incredible wonderful, picture. too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was just anti-aging times 10. You just couldn't believe the pictures and his whole story. There wasn't a system in his body that was not renewed. And uh, it, it was just really remarkable to, to write down his whole story. So, And we've gotten so many reports like this. And I can say in general, people taking the Longevinix capsule, their hair grows faster. I know mine does. And you're, a, a lot of people, not 
Not me, unfortunately, but if they've had their gray hair turn dark again, we've had those reports. Uh, better prostate health, better circulation. The men enjoy a Viagra-like effect in it. And uh, better mental uh, acuity. I think you even experienced that, Deborah, yeah, in, yeah. in trying the product. Longevinix, just it's cleaning that plaque out of your brain and, in fact, just millionths of a milligram of resveratrol cleans out the beta amyloid plaque from the brain. That's the plaque that they believe is involved in Alzheimer's disease. So remarkably, can we erase the sins of aging? Can we reverse all this? Yes, we can. At the key of it is learning how to chelate these minerals that are excess out of your body. Bill, hold that thought. Learning how to do that. We're going to pick it up when we return our men's health focus. How can we help men live longer and live better? Bill Sardi joining us on Healthy Talk Radio. No security check needed. Just come right in. It's time for more Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray. Our men's health focus on male longevity. How do we help men live longer and live better? Bill Sardi joining us today, the president of Resveratrol Partners, the author of How to Live a 100 Years Without Growing Old. And if you want more information, as Bill mentioned, there's a website and a phone number. The website, Longevinex, L-O-N-G-E-V-I-N-E-X.com or toll-free at one eight six six four zero five four thousand. But as you as you mentioned, Bill, I mean, we don't have the time. You know, it's it's physically improbable to think of long-term human studies using resveratrol. But you looked at populations that consume more resveratrol as part of their culture. What did you find in terms of longevity and quality of life? A lot is said about the people living long on Okinawa, that it was the coral calcium. Actually, right. it's their calorie restriction. They don't eat very many calories. And, of course, resveratrol is a mimic of calorie restriction. And they wrap all their food, all their little rice cakes that they eat every day on Okinawa with a little plant that has resveratrol in it. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Mm-hmm. So they've got unusual longevity. The most centenarians are people over the age of 100 in all of Asia, so it really becomes quite a spectacular story to realize that every time we search for longevity, even in humans, we find it in their diet. So this is true in the French that do have the world's uh, most uh, longevinarians or centenarians, mm-hmm. people living past 100, and of course it's in their red wine. So uh, it's it's just interesting to see all this. I know some of the callers are wondering, can I take this with my medicines? So you know that the ingredients in Longevinex are like grapefruit juice. And I'll often tell you, if you're going to take a a blood pressure pill, don't take grapefruit juice at Mm -hmm. the same time. So there's some incompatibilities. So if you're going to take a blood pressure pill or something like that, then take it at a different time than you take your Longevinex. But for many people, they just take it at the same time, haven't noticed any, any problems. If you did have a side effect, it would be transient and last for a few moments, like if you were taking a blood pressure pill. Sure. It makes the medication work better, which sounds good, but you, your blood pressure might drop a little too far. You might be a little dizzy, and we have had that report from a few people. So, uh, so uh, everyone, it's all of these issues are, are answered on the Longevinix website so if people have more questions or they can call me personally at the 866-405-4000 number they'll forward you to my phone number. 
Very so, interesting information. And certainly, uh, you know, we, we have a long way to go when it comes to male longevity, and obviously a lot of answers coming from the science and your work as well, Bill. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. Bill Sardi joining us today, the president of Resveratrol Partners. We've been talking about male longevity. Men are living longer but have a long way to go. So what are some of the science-based answers? If you missed anything, join us online, healthytalkradio.com. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you, live long, stay healthy.